Welcome to our Priestess Circle. I'm your host and High Priestess Clarity Barton, and for this full moon in Taurus and solar eclipse, I felt to invite Sister Nicole to co-create with me. Nicole is a channeler and healer. She specializes in guiding people back to their authentic selves. She's following her intuition to heal her own wounds and to deepen her connection with spirit. Her path has led her to be initiated into energy work, shamanic healing, soul retrieval, trauma-informed somatic awareness, emotional expression work, tantric body work and movement, divination and sound healing. Nicole supports others to integrate their fragmented pieces of self and dissolve their blockages so that spirit may live within them. For this new moon, Nicole failed to share her wisdom on the theme of how to embody or center. This topic is important in order for us to align with our sacred mission on earth and to become all that we can be. After this discussion between Nicole and I, Nicole will lead a beautiful grounding meditation to help us anchor in our center. This is a meditation that you can do when you're feeling out of balance and affected by the energies around you. I hope that you receive tons of blessing from this discussion and practice. The circle is now open. Welcome to our New Moon Priestess Circle. Thank you so much for accepting to be on this live. I feel that this theme is so strong right now to be able to find our center because there's so much chaos going on. There's this eclipse season as well. Uh, a lot of people around me are really feeling these full moon and new moons very strongly, transforming them, bringing up a lot of shadow that wants to be healed and transformed and integrated. And I feel like that's exactly what you help people with. And uh, for me, you very much embody this Taurian energy that we have with this full moon. I see you very much centered in yourself, in your feminine, in that grounded, embodied uh, expression of spirit that I love and sensual and playful and beautiful <laughs> and, and gracious. So I am really happy that we finally get to reconnect after all this time that we've known each other and just witness each other and uh, that I'm, I'm able to, to co-create this uh, discussion with you tonight. So thank you so, so much for, for accepting and being here. Welcome, mm. sister. Thank you. Thank you. My heart is so full. I feel seen. Like, it's, uh, it's amazing when I hear someone mirror back to me what they see because growing up, that was not the case. <laughs> very ungrounded, very ungrounded, very um, <clears throat> disassociated, really, like out of my body, in everyone else's space, in everybody else's field, just trying to survive, right, feel safe. Um, so yeah, uh, to, to hear someone say, and to hear people say, like, you're so grounded, you're so centered. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's just a testament to like, the healing that's actually been embodied and I I have to sit and just appreciate myself for for the work that that takes right and the, the courage and the vulnerability so thank you for seeing me I'm honored to be here um pushing up against my comfort zone and joining in on a live so yeah yeah thank you yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, this full moon is really something. And um, yeah, I love this, this Taurus energy that brings us into our body, our senses. But there's a lot of things too, especially with the eclipse that is uh, reminding us to bring that feminine masculine together and kind of forcing us to do that. And um, with this chaotic energy of the eclipse that is accelerating our consciousness. And one big themes that are that come together with embodiment and healing is the um, the challenges that we find in relationships. And I'm just I was laughing so much, Nicole, when you said that's something that you wanted to talk about. You know, the especially around communicating our needs in terms of expressing ourselves authentically from our center. Naturally, we need to be able to communicate our needs, and with that, our boundaries, which is such a, an important step towards growing spiritually but in our relationships and as a human (laughs) and yet we're not taught to do this and I was laughing so much because this is so much what I'm going through on a personal level and again with this theme of um, of the feminine and masculine coming together and this archetype of um, this divine partnership how we can do this through our relationship and more so through our romantic relationships a lot of people are called to do this work so we'll see if we explore that a little bit uh, together on this discussion Uh, this this theme of of the masculine feminine coming together christ sophia mother earth coming together to bring consciousness to to matter but also um, real partners coming together to do this work and realizing that it's a path to accelerate our spiritual growth and us as an individual and in healing a lot of wounds. And, um, and there's a lot that we can do also in joy and celebration. It doesn't have to be so much focus on the sh- difficult challenging shadow work and expression because there's a lot that happens through the body so for me all these themes are really represented here tonight in that full moon and taurus this relationship boundaries need and uh and also sovereignty like the need to be in our center to be grounded and yet also in relationship with another and communicating from that place of centeredness so this is all the juice that you're bringing and from what i'm hearing that you've had to navigate in your personal journey too and hence why you're able to talk about about it and guide people through it so beautifully thank you you really just sort of touched on what it means to be human really right like how to navigate our humanness and Taurus really represents that, right? It being in the physical um, and being about the material world. And so it's how can we be in this material world and still be connected to divinity and the divine, right? And a lot of us have a hard time just landing in our bodies because our bodies are so full. They're so uncomfortable to be in that we're often you know, trying to bypass the body, right? And go into <clears throat> those higher states of, um love and joy and everything's good and everything's great and then we miss this opportunity we miss an opportunity to um feel this depth of our humanness that is so expansive and so full of um you know when we navigate and we make space it's so full of pleasure right it's Mm. it's so full of enjoyment and um and beauty but you know, to get into the body and 
to really land and be present with what's there. That is the biggest challenge, right? And and we're not taught any of this in school. Uh, this is just like a new language that's just coming out into the world now, becoming more mainstream mm-hmm. in the last, you know, five, six years, becoming more mainstream. I know people have been talking about this for a decade or longer, but um, it's becoming really popular now to, you know, how can we, I mean, I feel like the energies have shifted, like since the transition with that we were just in, you know, these two, three years of construction and and contraction. There's been a tangible shift that like, we are accelerating, and it's not slowing down. And there's an intensity that's been brought up. Um, You know, and even like the illnesses that are going on are more intense, like everything is just intense, intense, intensified astrologically, all this energy being pushed down on us. And it's so easy to want to escape and and flee and and leave the body. And and many people are, unfortunately, right, because it's just feels like it's too much. And our relationships are being challenged, all of them. You know, not just our romantic partnerships, but the relationships in our families. Like when we, the last few years, we've really seen that in our communities, in our families, where there's so much trigger happening. There's so much fear. There's so much lack of safety in our beings. And they're showing up in how we respond or react, really, to to our relationships, to the people that we love, uh, to random strangers. And it's creating a lot of chaos it's creating a lot of karma. <laughs> it's creating mm-hmm. a lot of pain. It's creating a lot mm-hmm. of pain because we're unable and we're not, we're not, we haven't been taught in how to um, be present, fully, fully present in our discomfort. Mm-hmm. Eventually, right. And like, that's a big part of the work is how do we feel safe and mm-hmm. stay with ourselves and stay in the moment with somebody else during a disagreement, during a trigger, you know, and a trigger can be, you know, it can be triggered by something so simple, right? Like the smallest thing can really trigger mm-hmm. a drama or something unprocessed in it, a smell, <laughs> a sound, a song. Like there's just, we're, we're so, we're so, we're so delicate, you know, in a way. I mean, we're so resilient, but we're so sensitive, really. Our we body. are sensitive. Our nervous system is is sensitive and and it's actually a gift when we're able to sense the world that is what helps us to be embodied. So when you have this gift of being present, you have to respond to all these sensors and these emotions that come through. And I like to say every trigger is a door that opens for you to go through if and sometimes you need to know when it's not the right time too, but it's it's indicating that there's, there's room for growth. There's an opportunity to heal. Oh my goodness. I'm running out of battery on my phone. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was, I was listening to this astrologer that was saying that Taurus is very much this archetype of um, learning about yourself through your nervous system, because each, each person's nervous system is different. We're triggered in different ways. <laughs> And I like to imagine that we're like a a specific prism or a filter that receives this information and decodes it in our own unique way to actually birth our sudden medicine here on this world if we're able to Mm -hmm. do the work. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering, what are some of the tools that you've learned? And I'll probably go 
and grab my charger quickly while you, you start your answer. Um, what are some of the tools that you found that can help us to, to navigate the sensitivity and, and come back to present to do this work of healing um, for ourselves and together with others? All right. Just going to go get my charger. Uh, but yeah, go get your charger. Yeah, so I feel like, uh, you know, there's so many different um, tools available to us and so many different teachers. There's so many beautiful people doing this work right now and navigating these realms for people. And and like you said, everyone's nervous system is so unique, as unique as they are, right? It's this, um, it's been perfectly uh, curated for their their personal growth because it's 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 it it develops based on you know their childhood experiences and and their their sense of safety and um their environment so it is very unique and yet there are threads that sort of unite um similarities right and how people sort of respond uh, there is a science behind it as well but you know everyone's everyone's capacity to sort of do this work varies. It depends on, you know, I feel like trauma is a spectrum, of course, right? And, and uh, we've all experienced trauma in different ways to different degrees and it shows up differently. But building, building that capacity to, to be present with discomfort is kind of the, the, the beginning steps, right? It's, it's entering into our felt senses and learning the language of the body and how it, how it communicates, which is through sensation. And so, you know, beginning the journey is, is just coming back to like, okay, like, can I be present and even notice my feet, you know, my toe, my right toe, like, let's just land there for a moment. Can I really sense it in its totality? Can I, am I aware of my legs? You know, can I be present with them? And so it is a muscle that you exercise and you build like anything else. There's a bit of a, a feedback I'm hearing. I don't know if that's from you, Clarity, while you set things up. Oh, is there feedback? Mm. I know it's because I... Is there still feedback? I think it's just when I was thinking. No, it's, it's gone now. We're good. It's gone? Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, so so there are some exercises, and I'll be guiding at the end here just, you know, how to, I will be doing like a grounding um, exercise, but really we're coming into like just becoming aware of our senses, right, and feeling the subtleties in the body. Like, can I feel my clothes touching my skin? Can I feel gravity that feeling of gravity is sort of anchoring me down can I tune into the feeling of my bones you know and then it's also re redefining things those sensations so if I feel something that's what, what I call painful it's like not labeling it as painful right just like there's some discomfort or there's a sensation here this pain feels like um like a strong tingling sensation, or it feels like heat and pressure and a throb. So it's learning a new language to, to speak on like what is alive inside of us, right? And ultimately, the body knows how to do the healing, 
right? We just have to be present with it enough and feel safe to be present with it. And it will, it knows what to do. It really does know how to move things. Um, the body is so intelligent, but we've overridden its natural abilities for so long. We want to control, right? Like we're a top down um, kind of culture, society. And um, this can cause a lot of disconnection, right? From the, from our body. And, and then that's where, you know, we can get in into some trouble, right? Because we're not honoring what it needs. We, we don't know when it's, Sometimes people don't even really know when it's hungry or when it's thirsty or mm. uh, when my pants are too tight, you know, like, oh, wait a second, my pants are digging into my womb or my belly and, and it's, it's causing like constipation and I didn't know that or it's causing me to not breathe fully. And so I think like in the very beginning, it's just really learning that like our body has needs, our body has a voice it wants to be heard, it can navigate our world for us, like when we really start to build that relationship with it, um, it really is uh, an ally, right? Like it's, mm. it's our temple, it's our avatar, it's our vehicle to, to reach these higher states, like truly, from not just like that mental plane, but like this full embodied experience of, of uh, nirvana, bliss, joy, like all of these higher states of consciousness that we all I don't want to say all, but you know, that I feel like our soul kind of is guiding us towards on this journey, mm -hmm. but we have to come back home to the body first. And, and, um, and there's so many pieces to that. Like you're saying, like it's, it's boundaries, it's relational, you know, it's uh, how to navigate our truth. Um, and then how to, how to do that. Like, I mean, there's so many different areas of, <laughs> where we could talk on this because it's so it, it really relates to all of our life like everything um that we do and experience and all of our relationships come back down to this this relationship with our body and our truth and in creating space inside of us that you know christic consciousness can enter right when we embody that sophia um the mother the mother aspect of god right um, the earth um, our temple and, and we, mm -hmm. we come home to that place and we create the space and we bring back, we can bring back the divinity, which is the Christed consciousness. Right. And, and then we can really walk with, with that truth and we can walk from our heart and we can walk authentically with firm boundaries, with self love and compassion for ourselves and other. And we really then shine truth out through our beingness. Right. And that to me, that's been a big part of my path. And there's been many teachers and many tools and, um, but this like desire, you know, to, to know truth and, uh, and experience it in my being. And, and yeah, so, so, so body work, um, grounding <clears throat> expression, expression work, you know, like when I sense something is present for me, a sensation i i do a lot of like toning to allow that to move shaking um emotional release work it, especially if it's held if it's a held space then i can go deep into like grief and rage which are charges of energy that are stored in our body that are unprocessed from past experiences and they don't just go away until we've acknowledged them somehow and there's so many different modalities to get there you know people do a lot of um, 
like there's EMDR, you know, the rapid, uh, rapid eye movement work and processing neurologically, um, the triggers, and then there's like somatic stuff and both are very, very effective and helpful uh, to getting there. And it's really trying things on and seeing what works for you. And, um, but ultimately building, building a trusting, loving relationship with your own body, right? Just checking in. What do I need? Mm -hmm. Like putting a hand on your belly and on your heart. It's like, what do I need right now? What do I need? And just really tuning in. And then you'll get this impulse or this sense like, oh, I need, I need some water. I need right. to go to the bathroom, right? And, and then you build this trust and your body will start to trust you. And then mm -hmm. once there's a trust and a safety, then things will start to come forward. Now, some people are living like already super full. The body is screaming at them, right? Continuously screaming. There's high anxiety. Um, you know, they can't sleep. Uh, they're just so full of charge. And it can feel very overwhelming to start to do that work on your own without having a safe space holder, someone that's trauma-informed, someone that knows how to navigate that for you or to be like hold a container for that. <clears throat> because um, once once you start to see these pieces and start to bring them forward, the body's like, oh, yay, okay, we're doing this. And it just continues to the surface, right? <clears throat> um, it continues to surface because the body's like, oh, yay, finally, we're doing this work. I've got all of this for you to process, right? So it is a, a commitment. You know, it's a, a commitment to yourself. It's a commitment to... Um, really deep, deep, authentic relationship with you and to essentially like be that loving presence you never had, right? Like we talk about reparenting work, um, you know, becoming, building that internal mother figure inside yourself, that caring, compassionate mother energy mm. that you didn't have. Like most of us, I mean, we didn't grow up with perfect situations. And, and so it's learning to be compassionate and loving and holding that space tenderly for yourself because you're not mm -hmm. going to be able to safely do the work until you have a love for you, a love for you that mm -hmm. you're worthy and that you're safe and like this little inner child of you that just wants to be seen and understood, right? Like we all just really want to be understood. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah. It's a journey, right? And there is a foundation to, to really go deep into the work. And it is, it is about learning to, to trust um, yourself and uh, to be able to really hear and really listen. Because when we're living outside of ourselves and we're seeking answers from other people, like I, I find a lot of times people want me to sort of tell them, you know, and it's like, I'm only really perceiving through my own experience and I'm projecting onto you my own judgment, my own judgments, right? My own perceptions, which may or may not be your truth. And, and I'm also robbing you the opportunity to really know your own truth and to listen, right? Mm. So it's guiding people back to like, what is really true for me and bringing them into those experiences somatically to be able to sense what's there and then to feel safe and then to process what needs to come in and to bring their power back. You know, um, we were so fragmented through this lifetime and all of our lifetimes, there's pieces of us that are stuck. Um, and 
And, you know, so it's a journey of our mind doesn't know the difference between something that's imaginary or something that's really happened. Our body doesn't know the difference. Our mind, like, that's why our imaginations are so powerful and people can heal themselves through their mind, through their thinking, because there really isn't, they, it, the body doesn't really know the difference between something you're, you're making up. So when we can go back to these places where we feel our power has been given away and we can land in our truth you know like we're like oh I wish I could go back and I would do it so differently and it's like we really we really can go back and we can reclaim our power in situations where we felt powerless or that we gave our power away because the piece of us is stuck in that situation it's looping and so you know we really there's so much potential for us in coming home fully wholly authentically vulnerably safely we there's never been a, a, a time in, in you know our recorded history where we have all these resources available to us to uh, and people and humans that are like actively on this path and they're they mm. feel safe to do so right they feel safe to lead on this path um there's never been a greater time that we can we can do this work and we can move through things so quickly and feel so supported than than we can right now because of what we have available mm. yes we're so fortunate and i've been diving deep in the her story <laughs> and um and just this lineage of um the the ancient wisdom of how to do all these things that has been actively suppressed and mostly that was carried out by women and a lot of men as well, but is inherent that is inherently feminine and very much comes from these from the earth, from shamanic tradition, indigenous tradition from all around the world. And that has been really passed on down priestess lineages that are as ancient as the most ancient civilizations that we know, mostly ancient Sumer, and that was translated mm -hmm. into all these other goddesses and their lineages and and that a lot of women are, are reclaiming now and that's of course a big part of my work and it's so clear what you're saying that now we really have the opportunity to do this work because we definitely didn't have the opportunity back in the time <laughs> uh, we didn't have this voice all of this wisdom had to be passed down in such a secret coded way and all this symbology and i'm still watching movies now where all the symbology is still completely distorted the snake that represents the earth is always the evil and not always but sometimes where you see the, the correct symbology but there's still a, this this sort of um, distorted consciousness that doesn't want us to do this work that is perpetuating the trauma and the fear and the those walls that we have like kind of reinforcing that. So it's a true blessing when we're able to have the awareness of this work and, and the courage to step in as a, as a healer in our family and for ourselves and to stop these patterns from continuing and, and the suffering from con continuing. That's true liberation. And there's a lot of stories and myths that describe, I think, exactly that. This moment where 
we we reclaim our ability to be fully present with both all the light of consciousness and the darkness that wants to be witnessed and it sounds a little bit like a curse sometimes because <laughs> it's like you were saying like it's never ending there's always more but i think we we find beauty in it we find grace in it and i very much pray that we're going to reach this mass what is it called this mass um critical point where enough people have this knowledge and as you're saying it's becoming mainstream that we're able to help each other to do the work and it's going to just exponentially transform our culture which is really the basis of yeah. us of, of the way we're we're functioning and, and perpetuating certain behaviors or not yeah so i'm so glad that we're able to share share this tonight yeah. and there's one thing that came up with uh, for me when you were when you were explaining that one of the things that I see like so commonly is that um, people have a hard time like fully showing up authentic right showing up in their vulnerability and we have as much as like you know the social media and the internet has been such a blessing in our ability to have access these tools and these teachings at the other end of the of that sword is um, is people becoming less and less authentic and or afraid to like, you know, be seen and needing to present like this uh, version of themselves, especially through their social media or like, you know, they're, they're doing the work. They want to be a teacher. They want to be a coach. They want to do these things. They want to help people. And it's really beautiful. But I feel like ultimately, um, you know, it has to come from a place of like, wanting to be of service like truly wanting to be of service and and not just like from the mind but like from the heart like what does it feel like to embody this this place of being of service because when when I'm wanting to succeed from my mind and I'm wanting to be something in my mind I'm I'm my ego I'm I'm not um vulnerably showing up I'm not authentically like allowing myself to be seen and I think like this is a part of the illusion that everyone is a lot of people are stuck in and and I feel like one of the biggest gifts that we can give somebody is to show up in our vulnerability you know is like just show up in our truth allow ourselves to be seen and that's a big part of the coming back to the body and feeling safe to do that because social interactions can be uncomfortable and, and um, they don't often feel safe. You know, when we think of high school, like how safe was high school for any of us, you know, and this is like a big part of our development. And, um, and so we feel like we have to put on these social masks, especially in like larger groups of people. And I think a big part of the work, like my work and the path that I've walked is like, I really remove myself from really big social groups, you know, and big, um, I, I kind of live on the on the fringe of things in a way because it's the only way that I I can like really focus on my authenticity. And when I show up, it's like I'm I'm there. My heart, I'm in my heart. I'm I'm willing to be seen. I'm willing to like reflect um, mm -hmm. the other person's divinity back to them, you know, and not engage in like the stories. And it's easy to get like pulled into. Um, like our, um, what's the term when you're, 
Okay. Anyways, it's easy to get pulled into other people's uh, ways of relating, right? Or, or insecurities or attachment styles. Sorry, that's it, right? So it's easy to get pulled into attachment styles um, mm. unless we're secure. And so if we're having relations, they're often going to be those learned patterns and it's not going to be like an authentic expression. Like it, I found, like I was doing my work and out in the world, I was doing great. But then when I came home to my family, I would be in my attachment styles. They would be activated, right? I'd be in my mm. triggers with them or I uh, wouldn't be able to land in my truth. I wouldn't be able to feel safe to be authentic. And, and so that has been like a big journey and um, I'm coming like, it's kind of like you titrate into that or you just sort of, <laughs> there's this dance mm -hmm. and a waffle in between the two worlds. Like I feel like I'm showing up more authentically in the triggers with my family or just like, you know, because being the white sheep, I don't like to call myself the black sheep, but in a way, you know, I guess the black is the shadow. Maybe it's the, the descent inward. Uh, but, you know, being the one in the family that sort of paves the way to authenticity or vulnerability, right? You know, that's willing to talk about the uncomfortable things and bring them forward so that the whole family, mm -hmm. you know, can be with them, which uh, you receive a lot of like judgment and, and, uh, and flack for that because it's uncomfortable because you're navigating it yourself. You know, it's like a real time thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But uh, yeah. So like the, I feel like a big part of um, the journey with this work is how can I be most authentically me, you know, in these moments, like how can I, I gaze with this person maybe a little bit longer, you know, allow myself to be seen really soften and land in, in safety in myself and I feel like those relationships are going to change the world, right? From those mm. places. Yeah. That feels really important. I would love to hear on a concrete level, because I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of theory about all of this and don't know how to apply it so readily, especially in moments where it can be difficult, where you're definitely feeling the triggers or maybe even hearing some of the, the judgment or all the challenges that you're going through internally, but you're not able to convey that to the other person. So how would you start um, a conversation when you want to do this work with someone else? Whether it's about like an inner trigger that you have or something that's interrelational. Can you give us like, some yeah. template that we can <laughs> we can use, you know, some, some words. Yeah. So um, really, you, you don't really want to engage in a conversation that that's uncomfortable like that until you've sort of uh, been able to, to land in safety in yourself. Right. So got to build the muscles of being able to be with un, like uncomfortable truths, you know, someone else's uncomfortable truth. Like, we immediately often want to defend ourselves, right? So first we have to like make space in ourselves that like we can take that in and be present with it. <laughs> so you kind of want to do some, some work before you enter into these uh, engagements. But, you know, the foundation is, is resourcing safety, right? And I'll do like a, a grounding meditation, but really, um, safety in like somatic work is like just sensing what feels stable inside of yourself 
And so you can do a body scan to tune into that. Something that feels reliable, dependable, that doesn't change, that you can always go to in those moments where you're like, the energy's lifting and it's speeding up and it's spinning. So first you want to find an anchored spot where no matter what that person says or what they're feeling, I can come back to this anchored spot within myself. Maybe it's just the feeling of like the heaviness of my body, you know, just the weight, the gravity is like holding me here on this earth and I'm held here. Maybe it's mm -hmm. like feeling the chakras on the bottoms of the feet, you know, feeling them open, feeling them connected to the earth, whatever that is. Um, and then it's always speaking with like I statements. So speaking without blame or judgment, because ultimately we want to own our own experience <coughs> because we often project, we're often projecting onto the other person. And this is, I mean, most of our communications are miscommunications because of that. We, we all can witness the same conversation and have completely different reactions to it. So it's, realizing that that your stuff your triggers are your triggers and it doesn't mean that that person was like didn't do anything harmful because they very well could have done something harmful um but owning your experience of it right and i think like this is a big part of the work is like fully being respond able in our life with all that comes in so when we think about a uh, discretion that's happened and we want to speak our truth to somebody, it's really like, okay, um, instead of attacking the other person with our words, how can I express my vulnerability in how I received what happened? And so it's, it's really finding that intimacy within you're You're essentially offering that person intimacy. Like I want to be intimate and express to you authentically my my heart my pain my heart mm -hmm. right and and so again you have to feel safe to do that like you can't it's just it's not just available to us always um but uh yeah so you cultivate that safety and you speak from i statements and sometimes we do overwriting is is better like because somatically there's too much energy we need to work on boundary work we need to know we need to be able to bring our field in and know where the other person's field is and be able to create like boundaries around that so that um there aren't boundary violations energetically right out of the gate you know you might feel overwhelmed by somebody's presence and i can't speak my mm. truth because their presence is too much so you first you have to be able to push your field back and like hold your own space mm -hmm. and once you can hold your own space and you can decide when energy comes in and out and you can anchor that field with safety and love so that is definitely like foundation um and then speaking, speaking your, your statements, your I statements. Now, assuming the other person communicates the same way, you're going to have a lovely conversation and you're going to get somewhere. But um, more often than not, the other person isn't likely to be able to meet you in that style of communication or that awareness or that accountability, right? So you're going to meet projection and you're going to meet defensiveness. Now, if you can curate your feelings in a way that, don't have any barbs attached to them. <laughs> um, and as a recovering Scorpio, you know, I'm all too aware of barbs in communication, you know, when we feel slighted or we feel we've been hurt and like, we just, mm. you know, we want to let that person know how we feel, you know, mm -hmm. that just creates that, 
the conflict, right? So it's being able to, you know, get those parts, you know, process those parts, those hurts, you know, let yourself cry, let yourself rage, let yourself feel what's authentically needing to be felt before mm -hmm. you, you go to that person. I mean, this is assuming this is a planned sort of interaction, but more often than not, we're kind of, it's, it's our life. We're in it. It happens in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if, if you're confronted with this, um, this rupture or this, uh, I don't want to say confrontation, but this, this interaction that requires you to like be present for um, it's, it's just being able to speak like your needs in the moment. So if somebody is coming at you with too much, it's like allowing your needs to be important. Like, I just need a moment. Can we just take a breath together for a second? Mm. You know, can we just connect for a moment here? Like, I really just need to feel that like I'm safe in this interaction with you because mm. I'm not feeling safe. Right. And, but you have to know that you're not feeling safe. You know, this is part of building a relationship with yourself. So it's also woven and tied in with, with, with each other. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's so many different things that we can do to like prepare for interactions and prepare ourselves behind the scenes. But ultimately mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, if there is projection and there is trigger and, and you do respond or, or react, you know, with defensiveness and, and attacking, it's, it's being willing to take responsibility for that and saying, Hey, you know mm -hmm. what? Sorry. Like whether it's the next day or the next week or a month later, it's like, Hey, I just want to say, want to take responsibility for the part that I played mm -hmm. in this. And I'm sorry, you know, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, these parts of us that play out are just, they're not our wholeness. They're, they're not spirit. They're not of our, 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 our divine essence it's it's programs right it's it's mm -hmm. pain and it's defense mechanisms it's our nervous system responding it's the things that we've learned um in childhood and we have to also just be so um understanding with each other you know because we're all on this path of healing and no one is perfect and and like i said i mean there's a spectrum we don't you know want to go to our biggest abuser and be like like I forgive you I want to give you love like not everybody is ready and safe to do this work right too so <laughs> discernment discernment is really big on this path and uh sometimes we want to like tackle it all at once but really it's like our relationship with ourself comes first mm -hmm. was that anything it was that clear like I feel like I kind of went <laughs> off on something with I don't know if I gave like I think what's helpful for me is to hear the language because that just kind of clicks in my head. You know, I can imagine a situation and I can feel the energy of, of the words coming through in a very um, real way for a person. And, uh, and I'm always amazed by how it's received because even though the person might be really agitated in front of you, when you ask for a moment I don't know about I'm not feeling safe. That's kind of tricky to respond to, or mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's like a kind of neutral language, yeah, uh, but there's sure. a lot of very reasonable, very human things that we can say to someone that will naturally appeal to their own humanness that I think I really believe that is inherently good actually where 
it, it would just not be reasonable or, or sane for this person to say no to these requests as in, can, can you just give me a moment to take a breath? Like, I really need to, to say something to you right now. Is it okay? And asking the permission to that person is, again, really key, I think, because you're, you're inviting them to participate in this in this um, resolution, you know, you're not the only one suddenly who's coming from uh, this angle of like, it's both of us. I'm going to ask you, I'm not just projecting, like I'm waiting for that door to open on your side too. And I've seen miracles happen, especially with myself. And lately I've been, I've been so sensitive, so emotional and reactive in myself. And suddenly when I'm when I'm starting a conversation with someone, I don't know where it's going to go. And I can't imagine a re resolution, but I've been talking with people who are so, um, so receptive to those words and able to, to really take it in and, and also express their truth. And it seems to me that when we do that, there's just like an energetic shift that is clearly um felt by both parties where we just feel better but not only better we feel like better than even before when we were just good <laughs> we feel like transformed and like oh my goodness if i can go through this i can go through anything and i'm so much closer to this person than i was before that intimacy is so real and i actually really think that's what we long for we don't long for status quo we don't long for just things to just be chill. We long for that. Oh my goodness, that was so hard. And, and I did it somehow. And, and I love that you, and in your bio, you talked about channeling. I don't know if you mentioned it a, a bit tonight as well, but I feel like there's a lot of that channeling that happens in, in these moments too, to just allow ourselves to open enough to be a vessel for that resolution to come through. Because we don't, we can learn these tools, but I think there's a, a, a process, a path that, that only spirit knows that we can just slowly be guided through moment to moment. So 100%. I think, yeah. And that's yeah, when the, the importance of having, being in the body, right? Because mm -hmm, exactly. it's the body that will channel that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. thank you for bringing that invitation piece up. Cause that is, that is a big part of it, right? It's, is there consent to even have this exchange right now is, um, is also really important. Like mm -hmm. checking in with the other person, like I have something. I, mean, I taught my son. It was really sweet. I really want my, my children to be able to, to tell me uncomfortable things, right? Like I want them to be able to come and know that they're safe to tell me some of the, the parts of themselves that, you know, they're, they're afraid might be rejected or whatever. So, I told him, like, if you have something that you're holding, I don't want you carrying things in your body because it feels bad. You know, like when we have when we have ruptures in relationship, it feels bad. Like for me, it, it lives in my guts. Like I can't I can't let it. I have to resolve it. I have to own it. I have to process it. I have to. It's so important for me. You know, I have to own I have to process it, resolve it, you know, like. Um, somatically, I feel it so strongly. And so my son is also really sensitive, my, my older one, both of them, but my older one in particular. And I said to him, you know, I don't want you living with these discomforts inside your body. I want you to be able to feel safe that you can 
communicate them. And so I said, like, anytime you can come up to me and say, mom, I have a scary secret. You know, I have a scary secret because it doesn't feel good and I need to say it. And when you tell me you have a scary secret, I promise I'm not going to react. I'm just going to sit and I'm going to listen. I'm just going to hear you. and I'm going to let you get it out. Because that's so important that you feel safe to do that. I love Uh, that. And that's kind of what we're doing in relationship. You know, when we have, it's like, I have this part of me Mm. and I really need to share it with you. Mm-hmm. But then, yes, of course, like, can you hold space for that? Are you available mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm actually doing a, a day retreat on this topic, actually, on rupture and repair, on the new era of relating with um, my dear brother, Kaylin, in Peterborough in a couple of weeks, which is so funny that we sort of, this topic came forward for us. Um and it's all about like how to land somatically to do this work and then how to communicate it. And then a lot of like boundary work and partner work and, and that kind of thing. But it feels super important um, as we navigate our ascension in a way that is uh, truly healing, that we mm. can find that unity, you know, like that word mm-hmm. community is kind of a little triggering to me sometimes when so many people within that same community will reject each other. Um, mm, and so uh, yeah, it's like, well, how, how are we really growing if we can't relate in these, mm-hmm. you know, and, and work through relational rupture, mm-hmm. loving kindness, right? With walking in Christed consciousness, which is what we create the space for inside of ourselves, right? To marry mm-hmm. Sophia and Christ in our hearts, lead from our hearts, mm-hmm. lead from our authenticity and our vulnerability. And we really can change the world from that place through our relationships, all of yes. them, <laughs> to ourself, to each other, to the earth, you know, to the waters, to our children. Like, it's like the foundation of it all. So, yeah. Yes. I feel like taking a breath to that. Yeah. <sighs> yes, I hear you, sister. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that important message. It's shared with so much love. I can really feel how you embody that in your heart. And, and I love that you're guiding others to be able to do that. It's so, so precious. And I really want to encourage anyone seeing this, listening to, to reach out if they feel called to join your your many offerings and we have retreats and programs and um and you'll be opening to one-on-one sessions soon yes um i would love also to embody that even more with that grounded meditation that you were going Mm -hmm. to to offer to wrap up this beautiful live offering on this full moon and to help us perhaps to channel some of that taurus energy Mm -hmm. that is coming through definitely Definitely. So I was um, a friend of mine tagged me in this post and this woman wrote this poem, Chalan Harkin. I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with her or follows her, but it was just such a perfect poem for all of this work, you know? And uh, so I thought it'd be a great place to start and we can just tune in somatically to like what is activated through that poem, right? Like what do we sense? What do we feel when we hear the words and then I'll just be guiding us into our roots and into our ground. And I, I think this is a pretty common grounding meditation. Like 
you know, embodying that, that tree essence. And I've definitely guided people into it a lot of times. Um, and so it just feels, it's just such a powerful experience when we can really deeply feel it. So let's, let's begin. Um, just taking a moment to get comfortable if you aren't already, to, to connect to your breath. And during this, this entire meditation, I just encourage you to breathe out through your mouth. And breathing out through our mouth and keeping our throat open just allows like energy to move. So we're not holding energy. It's allowing it to flow in and out through our bodies. <sighs> so just tuning into what senses are present, you're feeling in your body. And then I'll begin with the poem. Each unattended pain inside of you is a child that needs so much attention and care. Don't neglect them further with philosophy, with any kind of attempt at moral perfection, with meditating them into aloofness. Please don't try to transcend. Transcendence is a decorated synonym for disassociation. But instead, enter your heart. There is simply no possible way to escape the world's history that's stored in our bodies. We cannot please, prove, or perform our way out of our pain. There's just simply no way to escape any part of ourself. So go to your tears, go to your heart, feel your sadness, let God wail through you. Be small for a long while. Connect with the simplicity of your own sorrow beneath the complexity of your self-deception and take the whole thing down. Be the brave mess this world is so resisting collapsing it so that it might finally be put back together again, but reordered this time with compassion, with true acceptance, with openness that can only be known by an unhidden heart. And just tuning into the richness of those words, of the depth of feeling, we're going to breathe that down through the center of our body. We're going to grow our taproot of our tree, this anchor, this central channel that grows out through the base of our bodies, down into the earth, deep, deep into the earth. And feeling it growing down, down, down until it enters this dark womb space of Mother Gaia and connects to the crystal core of her heart. And as you feel this root wrapping around this crystal beating heart, you can feel the pulsing of every heartbeat. going up this central root, breathing it up 
into the body. Every pulse sending a jolt of life force, of love, of compassion through your root, up your body, through all the chakras, through the throat, the neck, and the crown. I'm feeling almost like this wave of energy as the heart pulses. And staying with your breath, deepening into your Breathing into your solar, your heart, allowing and welcoming this pulse of Mother Earth to flow through you. Now I want you to imagine there's these smaller roots that grow. They grow out from your legs and your feet in all directions all around you. And those, these roots don't need to go as deep as the taproot, but they do grow wide. And they grow in all directions, creating this anchored stability. So that the winds of life and chaos can blow us as much as it needs, but it won't tip us over. And then the further that these roots grow in all directions, the taller our core can grow. Our central channel can rise up, grow tall. And as these roots grow in all directions, they begin to meet the roots of other trees, of other beings, and they weave in with each other connecting and supporting in all directions. These unseen supports that they're always there for us. And when we feel our base anchored and we feel the heartbeat of our mother pulsing through our being, we can now extend out into the cosmos and our branches begin to grow out of our crown, out of our neck, begin to grow up and out so fully reaching out to the stars and the sun. like the hairs on our head reaching out in all directions, plugging into the divine consciousness, the fabric of creation. Plugging into this matrix of divine knowing. And we feel the pouring of this knowing this divinity coming down through these branches, through these hairs on our head, down into our crown, washing over our face, down our arms and landing into our chest, into our heart, as we feel the pulse of Mother Earth's heartbeat flowing up our body and meeting in the heart space the marriage of the divine and of the mother earth 
in our hearts, the swirling of these energies, the union, expansion, like the heart becomes its own sun, radiating, radiating this marriage, what it means to be the human body on this planet, the being of divinity of the divine, just being present with these two energies coming and flowing through your being as you are the vessel or the channel between the earth and the stars. And feeling this energy radiating out your heart, down your arms and your hands, opening the chakras in the hands, feeling any pulsing. While staying aware of your roots, remaining grounded and anchored and expanded at the same time. Now imagining this egg of energy around your body, crystal golden rainbow light. This egg of energy completely sealed around your being. You're filling it up through your crown, out your heart and your hands. You're filling up this energy field that is you. And bringing to light any shadow that's present so that you are cocooned in this egg of gold and crystal rainbow light that is being generated from your own heart that comes from your connection to the earth, to the stars. And taking a deep breath in through your solar and your heart. Breathing out through the mouth. Uh, landing even deeper into the moment with the sensations that are present. Allowing any movement, any sounds that want to be expressed. And just marinating in this vibration. when we really merge in this space, we become whole. We have a moment of feeling what it means to be whole, to be aligned, grounded, connected, coming home to yourself. the divine being that you are of staying one with this planet in our bodies. Maybe placing hands on your body now, 
stomach, your womb, your heart. You're just going to breathe in that energy field out back into your body, into your cells. You're just going to allow your skin to absorb all of that light, all of that you-ness, that essence of divinity, <laughs> safety, expansion, just breathing it into your cells. Anchoring it in your body. Allow it to fill up every energy center. And clear out any shadow, dense energies. A still be remaining present with our roots. Staying present with the roots. Always feeling the energy growing down into the earth. And in your own time, while staying somatically aware, aware of the sensations in your body, begin to slowly open your eyes. Take in the space around you, going very slowly, while still be remaining aware of your roots, not losing your ground. Moving your eyes around, taking in your room, the space that you're in. <coughs> Breathing and staying present with your roots, your heart. And it's a dance with the energy. It's such a beautiful state to be in and it's a practice to walk, to walk with it in your life. We're in a very feminine flow right now in our feeling, but to be able to translate it into, into our masculine action, you know, it's, you know, to stand now, you know, with our eyes open <laughs> or walking around the room while still remaining grounded and feeling that somatically in our body, being able to integrate it into our waking life. Mm. That is a part of the practice. Ah, thank you so much. Ah, I just feel melted in the best way. Just so relaxed and and present and good. Yeah, just good. I'm like here. Yeah, it's it's okay. You're here. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, truly. And yeah. I, I love the challenge of, of keeping that also with the eyes closed. And, um, yeah, I feel like I want to practice that more. I'm, I'm also smiling because I, I witnessed um, this Indian man the other day. I was at a waterfall and he sat there for an hour meditating but with his <laughs> eyes slightly open, which is uh, something you find in a, in a few traditions. I think the Buddha is often shown with his eyes slightly open, meditating. So that's something we can maybe try. Uh, it changes Definitely. a lot, right? 
It really does. Like active meditations are so powerful. Brings it into our masculine essence, right? Of, uh, yeah. Or doing part of ourselves. Or also starting with the eyes closed, sitting and then just opening them and being in between, you know, the outer world and the inner world. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. It's like a place to, to play in. Yeah. And then relating say, with others from that place, too, is really special. And I, yeah, I want to say I see you totally doing that all the time. That's really what I see <laughs> when I see you. <laughs> like, yeah. So often at gatherings, I would just see you like really tuning in. Wow. With your big eyes wide open, <laughs> looking out, but really like even physically just being so strong in your posture mm-hmm. and, and just grounded. I love that. You're so inspiring in how you do that. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for sharing what you've learned and um, yeah, so eloquently. So, um, you know, in, in the way you do it is very open and graceful and, and true. Like it just sounds so mm-hmm. true. And, and even I want to say simple, like it's not something yeah. that really out there searching for, I tend to be really out there because I'm really into archetypes and symbols and ancient, yeah. <laughs> ancient cultures, etc. But I really, really need this, this grounding. And I know a lot of us do a lot of also mm-hmm. more spiritual inclined people really um, could yeah. benefit from, from focusing on the grounding more and yeah. this grounded yeah. work of relationships too, and, and sharing our, our emotions with others, needs, boundaries. Yeah. It's such a juicy world, but it, it doesn't have to be complicated. We like to, we want to understand, you know, the deeper things that are going on and it's so fascinating to go in there and excavate and, and, and we want to be able to understand from our minds. But when we like land in our body in a different way, it's like none of that even matters anymore because there's a knowing that's like just felt. And uh, yeah, it feels like a good, it feels really nice to be in this place and it's been a journey to get here, but passionate about navigating people to it and in all the different ways that I do so thank you for seeing me loving me honoring me and I'm mirroring that that right back to you and uh, what you see in me is in you and so I'm grateful for what you see because you are that as well sister so much yeah so much love thank for you. you thank you so much Nicole it was such a pleasure to to witness you and and to hear you and to to weave this beautiful message together and i just want to end with all this gratitude and also just a prayer that we all find the courage to to live that and and to bring so much love and healing in the world in this way and also celebration also a lot of juiciness and and yeah. yeah, aliveness and passion and play yeah. with all of yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Mm. And yes. so it is. And mm. so it is. Past, present, future generation. Thank you so much for doing the work, everyone. And uh, yeah, thank you again so, so much, sister. It's been such mm-hmm. a pleasure. And I hope to reconnect very soon to keep weaving together. I would love that. Yeah, yes. that would be wonderful. 
All right. Sure. Well, have a good sleep because I know it's late for you. Yes. <laughs> I know it's yes. really I'm late where you are right that. now. Yes. yes. <laughs> no worries. Have a beautiful day in Canada. Thank you. Take yes, care, thank sister. you. Happy filming. Bye. Yes, you Bye. too. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this discussion and practice. Keep tuned for more New Moon and Full Moon Priestess Circles with Awakened Priestess. If you're curious about taking a course with us to embody your inner priestess and divine feminine wisdom, check out our courses at awakenpriestess.com. We hope to stay connected. Have a wonderful lunar cycle and thank you for being you.